We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for another Brooklyn Buzz, and the Nets end the preseason with a W. Not that it matters, but they did take down the Miami Heat 107-104, and it was, in terms of takeaways, I think the big takeaway from it was the play of Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, 25 minutes, 7-14 from the field, 4-7 from three, hit all four of his free throws, had a couple of steals and a block as well to go with his four rebounds, including two offensive rebounds. Now, there is a glut at the guard position. You know, check out the guards preview. Nick and I dive deep into the net strength and, and depth at that position, whether it's guard, shooting guard, you know, just the, the general play and talent that the Nets do have there. Cam Thomas, you've also got you've got Spencer Dinwiddie there as well. And you've got the likes of Dennis Smith Jr. who's out with the injury and hopefully coming back sooner rather than later. But tonight, Lonnie Walker the fourth, he just went out and showcased his stuff. This guy can just flat out score. Around the rim, he looks really good. He had this like gorgeous floater as well late in the game to sort of give the, the Nets an ascendancy. He was hitting some some big three balls, and if that can continue, he's going to force his way into the rotation. Now, the competition between him and Cam Thomas is going to be fascinating because Cam didn't have his best night uh, in terms of efficiency-wise. He was only 3 or 14 from the field, but did hit seven free throws. So you And was plus one on the night. Again, plus minus is is all relative, uh, taking it all into account. But yeah, I think those two guys have not over... I think Lonnie Walker's athleticism, he had also a nice little like baseline cut of a, a Spencer Dinwiddie dime as well. So I think his activity it, it gives him a point of differentiation, his athleticism, his ability to get out in the open court. And yeah, he, his three ball just looked super smooth tonight. So, you know, he's certainly making his... His name known for heading into game one against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm truly fascinated to to the rotation talk that Nick and I are going to get into into the massive season preview. That could be an entire episode unto itself. But yeah, good to see Lonnie Walker uh, really showcase his stuff. And, you know, Ben Simmons tonight, it wasn't necessarily the productive scoring Ben Simmons that we've seen at different points this preseason. But he did have a lot of rebounds, eight boards, did have seven assists. Four turnovers isn't necessarily great, but I think turnovers are all relative when it comes to the the preseason. It's more about 
as I've sort of spoken with Nick and, and on the, the individual pods, uh, it's about the eye test and sort of what you see. And, and from Ben tonight, I think there was you know, some good and some bad. I, I like the fact that he's continuing to just be aggressive in his mentality. You can just sort of tell. You know, he's he got to the line twice and hit both of his free throws. You know, the number I want to see that is, is four, four plus, you know, per evening come the regular season. But it's going to be about, you know, his just general mentality and sort of hesitation and wariness around those deep paint areas. You know, is he willing to draw that contact? How fluidly and, and strong is he finishing through contact? That'll come, I think, with more game reps. But he looked positive. And, and, I'm, and I'm happy to say happy to say that and happy to see that at the same time. You know, continuing to take those sort of little free throws, sort of mid-ranges. Don't know how efficient they'll be throughout the regular season, but we've seen... You know, with mixed success throughout the the preseason, in fact, it's probably been more positive than negative. So, if he's taking those shots, you know, so be it. And and hopefully they do continue to go in and just give him, you know, that bit of confidence to sort of round out the rest of his game. His defense is is still very very positive and, and going to be you know a real tool for the Nets going forward. He, he, a, a lot of those assists as well. You know, the the seven assists. You know, Spencer had six himself. You know, he had one to to Clax. There was one to Daron Sharp. You know, I think this was early in the game. You know, Ben sort of has a spin, and you're like, okay, where's he kind of going here? And then Daron Sharp makes a, a pretty nice cut and finds him. You know, with a, a nicely timed, precise pass. And, and then later in the game, around fifty forty eight, if I'm not mistaken, he sort of throws this lead pass, which is weighted really perfectly. You know, Ben's just a really special passer and I think that's a, something that he can really bring to this team and, and bring to the offense because, you know, it can get a bit clogged when it's him and Clax out there, but when he's got those those dimes, those real dimes that are on, then it, it makes the team it look so much better. And again, that aggressive mentality, you know, collapse the defense, kick out to shooters, and the Nets hopefully We'll have those uh, efficient nights from three. You know, we, we got Dorian Finney-Smith three at four, so it was good to see him go uh, and hit a few there. And Royston will continue to be uh, pretty positive from there too. So the the next three-point shooting, you know, Spencer did when he had a bit of an off night, but his preseason has been pretty positive from that department. So yeah, the, the net spacing around Ben and Claxon and in general, the offense outside of the open court transition stuff, defense turning into offense is going to be a work in progress, as we've sort of said uh, so far. But I wanted to get to a, a few quotes from Jacques Vaughan, and he sort of spoke about the, the Nets forcing a lot of turnovers in the second half. And he said, that's a big part of the second half is kind of how we want to play. I think you saw him much more aggressive, and you could see that and the activity level where it was deflection in the second half. I think overall, we have ability to play with an edge, be physical as a team and aggressive, but also smart at the same time. I thought we did that in the second half, and a big part of that was deflections and activity. So I think defensively, this was one of the better games from the the Nets overall. So I think that that, seeing that work in progress on on the defensive end, because they have just so much talent there. Like, you just look at the guys, you know. Dorian Finney-Smith, very good defender. Ben Simmons, very good defender. Nick Claxton, incredible defender. Mikhail Bridges, incredible defender. You know, I think Stefan No of uh, Sporting News, I believe, is the the platform that he has. You know, did a sort of top 100 defenders and really dive deep. And the Nets had like four or five guys on that list. You know, it's it, the Nets should be really honing in on that. And as we get into the season previews, you know, it's going to be a big part of you know what the Nets are doing going forward. But I think uh, another takeaway from tonight was Daron Sharp. You know, Daron Sharp 
has garnered some criticism, rightly so, because I think he's had some opportunities and hasn't necessarily relished them. But he was there defensively, which is something that I think was the most positive uh, aspect of his game. And he was also hitting some threes too. So I think Daron Sharp, in the absence of, you know, we, we saw DNPs from Baisley, Watford and Giles. You know, Daron Sharp in his 21 minutes, 6-7 from the field, 6-6 six six from the free throw line, hit one of his two threes, had 11 boards, you know, four of them offensive, had three blocks, two steals. He's just He just goes to Jacques Vaughn, hey, I can do this. You know, give me that opportunity to solidify that backup role. I'm still not skeptical, but maybe have elements of skepticism to where I think he can be, should be. And the fact that the Nets, in a similar way to the guards, you know, competition alongside Cam and Lonnie Walker and those sort of guys, there's comp- there's going to be competition when it comes to, you know, the, the big position, you know, outside of Nick Claxton, who's got that space solidified. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith played a lot of five last season, but now the Nets have the likes of Harry Giles, the likes of a trend in Watford, you know, and it's just going to be who's getting those minutes. And Noah Clanny, but I think Noah Clanny's not going to really find that time until maybe latter points of the season, get those G League reps up. So yeah, the, the fact that Darren Sharp had a, a, not a coming out party, but sort of showed out a little bit was sort of, like him going, okay, I'm ready to sort of go with this. You know, Jacques, you know, you can see what I can sort of do here. So we'll see how that does pan out. But I'm I'm intrigued, uh, is guess of what I'll say. And the fact that he's playing well, it, it's competition hopefully should breed success for this team. You know, the mentality, you know, in the preseason of the Nets and are trying to sort of instill is like, you know, dog, these sort of dogish mentality. You know, we're fighting for our spots. We're fighting for our lives. You know, guys fighting for NBA contracts, fighting for extensions and the likes of Nick, Nick Claxton. You know, so I think that what was shown tonight was, you know, against a depleted Miami Heat, you know, they didn't have, you know, Jimmy Butler out there. So the Nets didn't really get to to go up against a, a great line. No Kyle Lowry or Tyler Hero either, but, you know, a bit of time there for, for Bam Adebayo. So I think overall... There were some positives to take from it. So the defense, as I alluded to, was the big thing. But I'll get to a few more things about takeaways from this game and looking forward overall to opening night after the break. Now, I think... If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I also wanted to get into DFS and Royce O'Neill because both of those guys have had have their positives and negatives. I think one thing I like that Royce O'Neill brings is a more diverse offensive skill set. You know, I think Royce has, you know, some offensive chops. You know, his three-point shooting has been pretty consistent, which is something that I've enjoyed seeing. But he's also can handle the ball a little bit. You know, he had three assists tonight, so he can be a sort of secondary playmaker, bring the ball up. You know, had a steal as well. He's rebounding. DFS didn't have a rebound, and Royce O'Neal had six himself. Both of those guys, uh, there's going to be... There's going to be the, not necessarily a spotlight on them, but plenty of teams will be watching their play. You know the rumors surrounding them. You know in the off season about the Nets you know, getting a first round pick for them, two first round picks. There were rumors around DFS. Maybe Sean Marsh should have taken that, but DFS you know did hit the, the three ball well tonight and also had a, had a nice drive, which is something you don't totally see from him a lot. So he's a strong player though, and he's a, a very good defender. So hopefully their three and D roles and, and capacities within the team can provide the Nets a bit of success. And, you know, whether one or both of these guys are on the Nets long-term remains to be seen. I'd like to see Royce. I think Royce, not to sort of go beyond the culture, the locker room, all that sort of thing, but I am. I think Royce provides a, a little bit there. So, yeah, how those guys perform going forward will determine, you know, the likelihood of them, you know, being Brooklyn Nets. You know, I think... It'll be intriguing to see. You know, there's already people bringing up. You, you know, DFS can go to one of these teams. He'll, he'll slot in perfectly. Royce O'Neal, Memphis, Cleveland. You know, rumors around Milwaukee with, with um, with DFS. Uh, I apologize, there, there, guys. So yeah, those two guys in their roles and their contributions for the Nets will be intriguing to watch. But uh, a couple more quotes here. Uh, Lonnie Walker had some quotes to the media, and he was talking about penetration. I know that they're very shift, they're very shift team as far as not letting the ball get to the middle of the paint. So just getting ready for catch and shoot, getting downhill, doing what I do, just playing the right way, knowing the game. All my kind of teammates just kind of stacking each game. So yeah, I, as I was alluding to earlier, his three point shooting was just on tonight. He was splashing those threes that he did hit, and he was just instinctual. And he's really hard to guard because he's just a, he's really quick and shifty. So I think that that's going to provide the Nets a, a real point of difference. So it will be a, a nice little sort of stepping stone heading into the regular season. Still plenty to sort of figure out. But I'll guess I'll get to the rest of the guys. Spencer Dinwiddie, 
had six assists tonight to go with his nine points in his 28 minutes. His efficiency wasn't fantastic. Three attempts from the field, but rebounded the ball well, had a steal, had a block, and had a nice pick and roll play, lob play with, with Nick Claxton. Hopefully that can be consistent because Spencer's had his issues with the lob plays ever since sort of DeAndre Jordan and and him were, were doing pick and roll. So hopefully that chemistry is being built uh, behind the scenes as well as on the court. Uh, Mikel Bridges has been... Look, it's it's preseason, but he hasn't been shooting the ball well. He hasn't had like a night where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah Bridges has got it going. But yeah, these games don't matter a lot. His three ball has looked not amazing in terms of the efficiency, but he's playmaking, he's finding little bits here and there. He had a nice sort of like drive and then dumped it off to, to one of his teammates for for an easy finish. So yeah, Mikel Bridges took 14 shots tonight and only hit five of them, but Cam took 14 of them, hit three of them. It was Lonnie Walker that was finding that. So once the game start to start and we find it'll be intriguing to see whether that's anything to look into, but I, I honestly don't think so because Cam Johnson hopefully coming back soon. Uh, by yeah, I think that the I heard an update them sort of saying that they want to see how he goes over the weekend in terms of updates of him on the court and and the rest. So we'll we'll see how he goes there. But yeah, Mikael Bridges. Hopefully, this is just him shaking off the rust when it comes to the heading into the regular season. But yeah, the the major takeaways, guys, in in terms of how the Nets have gone this in in the preseason overall is. There's just a lot of depth and a lot of moving parts. The, the spacing is going to be something. Just intrigued that we didn't see Baisley, Watford, or Giles. You know, that was neither positive nor negative. It was just a bit questionable. Like, I'm like, Harry Giles has looked pretty good. Trenton Watford's looked very good. And Darius Baisley hasn't looked amazing. So I just thought those guys might have been given some more opportunities. But, you know, in saying that, we'll, we'll see how it sort of goes. But, yeah, it's... It, I guess... It's, it's going to be about the, the rotations, the lineups, all those different sort of things, how the, the, the moving parts are organized by the likes of Jacques Vaughn and how he manages this rotation. You know, it'll be intriguing to see, and I'm looking forward to diving deep into that with Nick and our big season preview, which will be coming soon. A little bit of a tidbit as well, guys. The Nets have signed guard Kennedy Chandler and center Patrick Gardner per the team. Both of those guys are likely going to be a Long Island dudes. But in, in terms of... Just looking at the, the general pros and cons of the preseason. So the defense will f- figure some things out. I, I'm i intrigued to see how long the injury is going to affect Dennis Smith Jr. Because while he's, the defense, he can he can make a, a big impression on that end of the floor. The Nets like, just really need some, some high-quality spacing. And he certainly doesn't you know give, give that. But... Yeah, it'll, uh, there's a lot to look forward to. There's plenty of little wrinkles here and there when it comes to how the Nets are going to pan out. But we've got a bit of time now. There'll be stuff behind the scenes. I'll be looking to see if Cam Johnson hopefully is ready to, to suit up after uh, a little bit of a muscle strain for him that we heard in uh, at, at media day. I think it was only the hamstring strain. So a strain hopefully shouldn't keep him out of opening night in the Nets. Uh, notoriously you know precautious when it comes to to that but yeah let's let's see how this all pans out you know the the eyes are going to be on probably ben simmons more than any other you know the microscope will be on him and he's done a lot of good this preseason in terms of being like you know the question marks and nick and i had in the the preseason content that we put around him and the 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 couple of different parts we when we were really diving deep into ben simmons play 
you know, ever since entering the league and, and being a Brooklyn net, we're seeing much more positive signs and I'm enthused about that and hopefully that translates into some positive regular season play. But there's a, a lot to play out for this Nets team. A lot of positives and negatives. Still plenty of teething issues. Still a lot of wrinkles to figure out. But um, I'm excited to for so many different things and I'm excited for that opening night. I'm excited to keep podcasting on the Brooklyn Buzz. As I alluded to and for those who might not be following me on Twitter at Jack Manuel, J-A-C-M-A-N-U-E-L-L. I'm intrigued. I apologize, I'm not intrigued, but Nick and I are going to possibly be cutting down on some of our episodes and trying to bring you just higher quality content. Both of our lives have got a a little bit more going on in terms of professionally and and personally, but the buzz is still going to be going strong. We're still going to be giving you content. Glad I could produce one out here after the final preseason game. Make sure you are rating and reviewing on every single streaming platform. The big season previews coming up. Check out all of our guards and positional previews, as well as Mikhail's solo preview as well. The Nets world is rising. Ben Simmons is coming. Mikhail's going to be going for that all-star spot. And the Brooklyn buzz, the hive is growing. Nets world, baby.